Welcome to the Birth Warrior Podcast. In each episode, we feature the stories of birth warriors, women who have persevered to find their own truth in pregnancy and birth. As you hear these women share their stories of love, autonomy, connection, and power, it is our deepest wish that you will be inspired, empowered, and supported to find your own truth. We are honored these women have stepped forward to share their personal stories and to help us remember that we all have the power to choose what is right for us. The Birth Warrior Podcast is a presentation of the Indie Birth Association and is not intended to be medical advice. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Birth Warrior Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Graham, and on today's episode, we have Sky. Sky is a somewhat transient hippie, but mostly just, in her own words, an ordinary woman who hopes her birth story will inspire others to trust their intuitions surrounding their births, even, or perhaps especially, when it may not be what they had originally planned for. She shares the message that unassisted birth is possible, natural, and magical, and that women are not only capable, but truly deserve to feel empowered by their own birth experiences. And I hope you all enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Sky. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so wherever you'd like to begin your story, please share. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I feel like I should share some like context to the story um, because that can always be important. But I actually had a friend. Um, she's been my friend since like the seventh grade. Her name is Susan. And she had come out here um, to Portland, Oregon to uh, we we're going to go get maternity photos. And, um, she flew out all the way out here from Colorado. And anyways, um, so we, uh, go back to our place, um, with my partner and we're just like hanging out and it's like a pretty normal day. And then that night, um, I woke up at like 12, 15, and the next day was when we were going to go get maternity photos. We had like plans. We were going to drive to the coast. We had this whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at 12, 15, I woke up, I like shot out of bed and I thought I am peeing my pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I ran to the bathroom and I was like, wow, this is a lot of urine. <laughs> I was like, like just not even thinking that like my waters had broken right and I right. just not even just wasn't even there I was you know it was January 16th and I was due you know not that I'd super believe in due dates but right I was due um on February 12th and I really thought that I was gonna go way past like I say way past, but you know, a bit past 40 weeks, I was pretty positive that that was just how it was going to be. And I had read so many stories of first time moms gestating longer. And anyway, so I thought, wow, this is a really long, like pee. (laughs) And, um, I remember being so tired though. And I was like, well, whatever. And I like went and changed underwear and I got back in bed and my friend was like sleeping on an air mattress, like right there. We were in a studio apartment at the time. 
And um, my partner was just sleeping in bed. And I took like 15 and like 30 minute naps for like two or three hours. And in between that, kept getting up to run to the bathroom and thinking I was like, just having to pee so much and how weird is this? And then I suddenly it was like getting a weird pain in my back, like a constipation type pain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I probably have to poop. And, you know, I was like no stranger to constipation at this point in pregnancy, you know, yeah. 36 weeks. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I must just really have to poop. That like, that, that makes sense. Okay. And I was like, well, I'm so tired. So I'm just going to keep like taking these little naps, I guess. And keep changing underwear and after like four or five times of that and a few hours went by it's like three or four in the morning and the back pain that I'm feeling becomes really intense and I'm like wow this is the most constipated I think I've ever been in my life (laughs) and I was just so convinced (laughs) that if that's what was happening, that I just really had to use the bathroom. (sighs) And it's so funny because, you know, you just like, you read so many stories about birth and like, you just think that you're like, I don't know. I just really thought that I would know. And I just, I don't know, maybe I was in denial a little bit because I just wanted so badly for it to like be a little bit later. We had plans to move mm. literally that week anyways so finally my friend she like wake Susan wakes up she looks at me she's like are you okay and I'm like I don't know <laughs> and I'm like hunched over in bed and I'm just like feeling all kinds of crazy weird feelings in my back that I really can't even describe with words even now like eight weeks later I'm like oh know that there's a word for what I was feeling I guess like you know back labor obviously but Mm -hmm. there was like there there there's so many other feelings that like come with it you know it's not uh it's not a purely physical affair (laughs) Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like um I guess or just I don't know like a spiritual I don't, it, it's like you're, as the portal is opening, it's like the birth portal, right? And it's right. like, I don't know, I felt like it was just opening or something when that was going on. And um, definitely wasn't feeling afraid like I thought I would. Um, just really feeling like I needed to use the bathroom and like, wow, I'm going to feel so relieved when this is over. And I finally have used the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, sitting in the bathroom with my friend Susan and um, I'm like hunched over on the toilet and I'm like I think I'm just really have to go and she's like okay and you know my cat even comes in and he like sniffs my leg and he's like are you like okay mom and he did a weird thing he kind of just laid in the bathroom and stared at me and I was like oh god and I, <laughs> I, I kind of like knew that he knew before I knew <laughs> um, <laughs> And, uh, yeah. And, you know, I should have said this before, but it's fine. So I never really thought that I would have a wild pregnancy and free birth. That was never something that was like on the table for me. I grew up in Texas, like hospital birth is what I knew. My mom like mm-hmm. used to complain that she labored for, with me for a long time, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that I was just very ingrained into me that like, that was 
what the inevitable. Um, and then when uh, I was 23, I moved to Maui and I lived there for the four years um, before we moved here to Oregon. And anyway, so living there, when, when I got pregnant, um, I was exposed to a lot of different ways of doing things. And there are a lot of people out there that would, you know, self-proclaimed hippies and whatnot. And mm -hmm. so that's kind of how I first got my inklings of what free birth was or what that would mean or look like. And then I started hearing about how really you don't even have to do prenatal care if you don't want to, the way that prenatal care is like set up with the mm -hmm. system at least. And mm -hmm. um, I even had a conversation with my dad where he was like, I mean, if because I found out really early on that I was pregnant and he was like, even if you went now, you know, there's not anything they could say or do that would matter or change anything at this point so you know you might as well wait and then waiting and waiting turned into just never really going to the doctor for yeah. my pregnancy mm -hmm. um and I felt really rather confident in that decision and people were like shocked that I didn't want a sonogram but it just felt very right um for my situation and I didn't I was I'm very I work really hard to be in tune with my intuition to listen to that voice inside, um, which can be difficult. But anyway, all of that being said, um, the only person that I had working with me through my pregnancy and birth was my holistic childbirth consultant, Zuri, just mama birth on Instagram, like B-A-R-T-H. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway... So Zuri was working with me, and ironically enough, I also have known Zuri since high school. Oh, that's and, beautiful. And we're all like, <laughs> you know, in our late 20s now. It's crazy. But <laughs> yeah, so she, so I'm sitting there with Susan on the toilet. Bring it back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> sitting there with Susan on the toilet. I'm looking at my cat. I'm like, oh, no. And then I'm next thing I know, I'm like on all fours on the ground. I'm like, Susan calls Zuri. And I'm like, because you know, something's happening. And I sit on the phone with Zuri for probably like five or 10 minutes. And she listens to me just like go through a wave essentially. And she's like, yeah, I mean, Sky, I think you're in early labor. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I cried so hard. And I was like, I just need... I just need like a week. I just, I just need a little time. And she was like, I mean, an old midwife trick is like, take a shot of vodka or like, you know, here's some homeopathy you can take. And, and I was like, oh my God, like where, where can I find this? And, oh, we don't keep liquor in the house. And it was like four in the morning. Like, where would you get liquor? Right. <laughs> totally. And I was just so convinced, I guess, that I could solve this, that I, I was like, I literally in that moment was imagining myself on my couch, feet up in the air and just like holding my legs together. For the next <laughs> week. Um, <laughs> but baby had other plans. <laughs> so another hour or something went by like that. And I'm just, Missouri stays on the phone with me and me and Susan are just like holding hands in between me, like getting on all fours on the floor. And just, that was honestly the only comfortable position that I could get in was like being on all fours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
And so after another hour or two of that, my partner finally woke up and he sleeps like the dead for real. <laughs> like we're literally in a studio apartment and he, I don't know how he didn't wake up before this, but he finally gets up and he's like, you know, oh, this is happening <laughs> and just kind of like launches into action and is just like, like, not that there was a lot to set up, but like getting out the Chuck's pads that we had and, you know, just kind of uh, picking up like, you know, he just started doing the things that I just wouldn't even have thought to be like, oh my God, we'll get this out. And, you know, I was like, mm -hmm. not even in a place thinking really. Um, I was just already kind of, I don't know. It was like, it's the weirdest experience to try and explain spiritually because it was really like my soul was just leaving my body or something. Mm -hmm. And I was, but it was at the same time, such an intensely physical like trip. Yeah. It is just so weird how truths like that can simultaneously exist. But mm -hmm. anyway, so, um, yeah, it was definitely not the most comfortable experience in my life. I had really envisioned this like blissful, like pain-free birth. And that was totally not what I thought. It was intense. It was definitely not pain-free, but yeah. it wasn't, uh, it wasn't yeah. something I would ever like trade for anything. I feel mm -hmm. like it was so worthwhile. Like every getting to feel it all was like so much more meaningful than I ever could really encapsulate in words so mm. it was really really amazing in that way but definitely not pain-free gotta say that yeah <laughs> totally um so that being said all fours was like the only comfortable position and finally um my partner walker he was like well you should get in the shower and I was like okay and a little side note, I have been going through a condition called topical steroid withdrawal. Um, long story short, I had eczema and my skin developed a dependency on steroids and now mm -hmm. my skin is withdrawing. So showers have not been my friend in the last couple of years. And I was yeah. a little hesitant in a hot shower mm -hmm. during this. Um, but I actually ended up standing in a scalding hot shower for like <laughs> two hours and I didn't have any skin issues after and that was amazing and I feel like that just speaks to like the beautiful like physiology of birth I feel like my body knew that it was doing a thing right now and I don't know I just I feel like it, it's totally to my body's credit that I was able to like take that super hot shower for so long no less and not notice any problems afterward mm -hmm. um during birth so that was really helpful on my lower back where I was feeling a lot of my labor pains. Um, and I remember being in the shower and it just, it, what was crazy about it is that it all started at 12, 15 and then I'm in the shower probably from like six to 8 AM. And it just really didn't feel that long. It, it felt like forever and like a few minutes at the same mm. time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it just, it was crazy. Uh, but yeah, so I remember being in the shower though. And I remember 
standing there and I'm holding Walker's hands and I'm like looking at him and I'm like oh my god like can I can I do this and then I'm like looking at the ground and I hear my brother's voice because he had a baby a year ago and I hear his voice in my head saying you know my Tay, his baby mama you know was in labor for 12 hours and she has a high pain tolerance and she just couldn't do it after that. And we had to go to the hospital and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I, I remember just hearing him like say that in my head. And I, I was like looking at the ground and thinking to myself, like, do I need to go to the hospital? <laughs> Not because I'm sick, but because yeah. I'm just so tired. And I was like, I just don't know if I can do this anymore. Like yeah. it was, point of physical exhaustion that I was like I really am just I've I've I felt like I was running a marathon and I was like I have never done anything this intense in my entire life you know Mm -hmm. and yeah I I thought you know maybe we need to go there like to the hospital just because just because of that literally I'm just like can I even do this anymore and Zuri was still on the phone, faithful and true, listening to my labor pains this whole time. <laughs> what a great friend. Really, though. <laughs> what great yeah, support that you had. That's awesome. Yeah, she yeah. was like, she's talking about going to the hospital. She's probably in transition. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> moving out of the shower because I was I remember being in the shower and thinking well if this is going to happen here it's not going to happen in this spot and I I didn't know like why I thought that I didn't explore it obviously I was just like it's not going to happen right here so I went back into the living room and I'm like on all fours in between the the couch and the air mattress that Susan is sleeping on and Mm -hmm. I mean obviously at the moment but (laughs) uh so I'm like I'm I'm there and I'm just like crouched over and I'm holding Susan's hands and I just start to get this insatiable need to like bear down to like pull down on something Mm -hmm. and I remember what like thinking that I wanted that during birth but it was just never something we like figured out how we would like set up or do um but I know that there, and maybe, you know, what are the names of those things that you hold on to and pull down? So, so there's the reboso, um, that, I mean, that's something that like, usually you tie in, like you tie in the back and like, I mean, there's a lot of different techniques you can use with with the reboso, but I mean, I have seen, I want to say it is also the reboso that you can hang it like you're talking about on the ceiling yeah and like pull on yeah yeah you yeah. can I'm I'm sure you could do it with that I think you can also just do it with like simple pieces of cloth too I don't remember the exact name of the technique but it's definitely yeah it's I mean it's very helpful for a lot of women in labor um but yeah definitely something I'll add to the show notes and yeah for anyone that's not or for anyone that's not familiar with that so thank you for yeah adding that or t- speaking yeah, that for sure really something that I wanted I was just like and so poor Susan you know I'm just holding her hand and like pulling on her and she's like oh god or, you know yeah <laughs> um, totally <laughs> uh but there really was kind of 
this moment that I had with Susan that I just feel like was so divinely orchestrated. I mean, the whole experience was divinely orchestrated. Like I couldn't ever have predicted that she would have been present at my birth. You know, I really had planned for it to just be me and Walker um, there. And there was just this moment and we're just looking into each other's eyes and we just had you know, I read Spiritual Midwifery. It was like one of the only books I actually finished during my pregnancy. Um, and I, not to say, well, you know, I don't need to comment on it. It's fine. But <laughs> <laughs> there are definitely other books I would recommend. That's not my like first recommendation for birth preparation. But there was definitely this moment that I noticed a lot of other women in there spoke about um, just like this energy exchange with her and just like our eye contact and just something about the way that she like looked at me and the way that it just I had never felt so like held and like I don't know it just felt like I could do this looking at her and um she is my soul sister in so many other ways so maybe like our emotional like background had like something to do with it, but there really just was like such a deep feeling of like being safe and like held and knowing that like, however this like went that like, even if I did like just split wide open and not make it through this somehow that <laughs> it was gonna be okay or something. She just gave me like this courage and this strength to like carry through really. Um, and I kind of did for a minute there think I might split open and just like, like plop, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, there's definitely, it's, it's the unknown, you know? And yeah, um, when you've just never done it before you are, I mean, and even if you probably have done it before, I'm sure there's just, it's still such a feat in so many ways. Um, and shortly after that, actually it was funny right before <laughs> right before I gave birth a police officer knocked on the doors we were in a studio apartment on the fourth floor oh my god apartment building. oh my god and, yeah and so my partner you know Walker he runs and answers the door and he's like hey um we just want to make sure everyone's okay we heard there was you know uh there was like a noise complaint or something something like that I don't know I didn't really like catch the what was actually said but something to the tune of you know is everyone okay and he's like oh yeah uh you know my my girlfriend she's giving birth right now and he was like oh you know was this planned do you have a midwife you know asking questions and yeah yeah oh walker yeah. my we're awesome partner he goes oh yeah oh yeah we're good we're good she's just giving birth that's all that's happening right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally totally you know, him away essentially yeah like, totally. oh, yeah we're, we're covered we've got help <laughs> yeah for sure and you for know sure. neither him or susan have ever seen a birth before um and i hadn't either this is like the first one i had ever witnessed in person was my own um and so yeah it was it was kind of like this moment of like oh no but then it was fine <laughs> <laughs> And then um, very shortly after that, at 9.53 a.m., Walker claims that I screamed something like, oh, my God, he's crowning. 
And I remembered seeing all these things about pushing your knees together. And I was like, okay, I'll like, I'll do that now, even though that feels rather impossible. And I remember like being on all fours and pushing my knees together. And, and then he started to come out of, he started to appear my river Kavai. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, (laughs) this is And his little head came out and he was in perfect position. He was like facing my back and upside down and all the things, you know, and didn't have a wrapped umbilical cord or anything. And Walker claims it was kind of metal when he came out. (laughs) Those are his words. And I just think they're so funny for some reason, but kind of metal (laughs) because he came out and some, you know, blood came out with his head. And then Walker, according to him, he like, did a little movement he did his little turn and then he just kind of plooped out Mm. perfect little babe Mm. and he was super tiny but he was so amazing and perfect and like even though he was tiny he was so chunky and uh it just yeah we like immediately were able to have that skin to skin and he had like a very thick coating of vernix all over him (laughs) Mm. Uh, but it was just, it was, I don't know, it was the experience of a lifetime. It was honestly like, I could never have imagined that it was going to be what it was. And I think it's hilarious, honestly, in many ways that I did so much birth prep because it was just such a natural and physical experience. Um, it honestly was like taking a poop, just a very different kind, <laughs> a very, <laughs> a very intense poop. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say too. I mean, I, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely hear and I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I also think too, that like, you know, do, doing all the, doing all the prep, doing all like, whether it's like physical, spiritual, emotional prep that a lot of us do before birth, you know, even though like it, you know, a lot of the times it turns out a little bit different than what we had thought. I also think that that has something that definitely has some, that definitely speaks to something of how I think, you know, eight, nine times out of 10 that the birth can, you know, that the birth can, um, go and like, and you know, that the birth can become, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, all you did all that inner work beforehand and then here you are now. And yeah, it just, yeah, you, you, you fucking rocked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'll let you flatter me. (laughs) (laughs) I will, I will say that you're totally right in that. I think I just really thought that I was going to be able to like breathe and like be zen. I'm going to ride the waves. And there was really, I, it was definitely an experience that feels like it kind of just takes you over and totally. um there was I, it was just so much more physical I think than I thought it was gonna be I don't know what like I thought I guess I was like imagining going into some kind of like meditative state and like just it was definitely a much more physically intense experience um and even Susan is funny afterwards she was like oh yeah I saw you at one point you were just like sweating like 
little beads of white. Like it was just like straight salt coming out of your pores. <laughs> it definitely felt like I could drink enough water to like, I don't know, I felt like a camel or something after that. <laughs> but yeah, the spirit, I will say that I definitely think that all of the spiritual work that I did and there was actually a free, um, I can't remember whose it was either, but there was some free birth affirmation or like recording that I had downloaded that I listened to quite a few times, like right before giving birth, like didn't listen to it my whole pregnancy, had it, but I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, keep it there. And then ironically, like a week or two before I started listening to it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's really funny. I think subconsciously so much goes on that we just don't even realize. And I think my body, like, I, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is just that my body totally knew what to do. Yeah. And I think that's worried that, that I wasn't prepared in that way. Um, if that makes sense. I felt yeah. like there was some kind of training that I could do or something like some kind of hole I could fill that I was just missing. And if I just got that piece, then birth would be this way and really it is just such a like physical and natural process and I just feel like I don't know I feel like it's really important that I'm able to like share my story because I'm a first-time mom and I was able to do this at home and there are so many out there that think like and I had thoughts like this at first of like well it is my first baby so maybe I should you know yeah like do something like care have someone there at least you know um but really that's not necessary if you don't want it to be you know and um or maybe not even don't want it to be but like whatever you feel like guided to do really should be like that's like what I want people to get out of this. Like, yeah, totally. I never, cause I never thought, like I said, at the beginning of this, I never envisioned having like a wild pregnancy and free birthing. I really thought, you know, the birthing within the system was just the, the only way to do it for so long. And even when I started getting inklings of like, you know, maybe I should do it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of people that were ready to be like, oh, but you know, my friend or my cousin or whoever that I know did that and this horrible thing happened or that horrible thing happened. And it um, was definitely like, I feel like that my whole pregnancy was like a lesson in boundaries in that way, Mm -hmm. Um, like protecting my energy and honestly learning when it's okay to tell people like, I'm that's really nice that you like want to share that and I know it's because you like care um Mm. but I'm available for that right now totally totally so important it's so so important that was something (laughs) I think women struggle with even not being pregnant but yeah (laughs) 100% (laughs) oh and then like being pregnant well, no, well, yeah, some, well, it, it's like, I feel like everyone just wants to like, once you're visibly pregnant, everyone just wants to like, give you all this advice or just like, oh, literally what I was going to say <laughs> is people, people, when they see that you're pregnant, it's like something takes them over and they suddenly are like, 
I have advice for you. Totally. I've never been pregnant. Oh my God. Right. I even like had a man tell me, a man literally tried to tell me, you know, if you're going to have a natural birth sky, you need to, you need to make sure that you're walking every day and eating oh, healthy. Yeah. Doing these things. And I was like, just no like, shit. <laughs> I, was, I was like, okay, because you know, you've just had so many babies. Right. You? <laughs> like, totally. <laughs> totally. 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 Yeah. There's just like this sense of it, it's interesting, like this sense of entitlement that I feel like happens when when you're when you're visibly pregnant. That like all these people are just, yeah, just like throw all this advice, like whether it was like warranted, whether it's warranted or not. Or, and I mean, it's usually from like a totally, uh, like a totally genuine place, like, and no ill intentions, but it's still like, okay. Yeah. It's like you said, I didn't ask for this. So yeah. what? Like, what the hell, well, dude? <laughs> On like a deeper level, I think it really speaks to like the lack of support that like mothers receive in our society. Like 100%. I think it to like and the lack of support might be like in ways a byproduct of people's just lack of knowledge. Like they yeah. just people don't know anything about pregnancy and birth outside of like a hospital setting or an OBGYN setting. And so the um they think that, you know, and it's very easy, I think, for people to think that they know something that you don't maybe or whatever it is. But I think part of that, like, comes from just this distance that there is between mothers and like the rest of the world. And I never really understood that until I became one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely be like an isolating thing. Um and it's so important, I think, for us to like have community and have people that are there to support you and not necessarily, I think that's like what people think they're doing when they give this unsolicited advice, right? Totally. Is they think that they're supporting you and they're helping you. And really what you need is like a warm meal and a hug. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Totally. Just someone like hey mama it's gonna get better <laughs> yeah for sure someone to do your dishes or look after yeah. yeah if you have other children look after the other children do laundry maybe some body work in there too you know yeah yeah I will say that like pregnancy is not necessarily like an easy journey I really do oh. think that it's in so many ways, like an initiation to like the transformation that's like taking place. And there's just, um, you know, it's nice. You need like emotional support during that, you know, mm -hmm. Zuri was like my, my go-to person. She was my, acted as my holistic mm -hmm. childbirth consultant, like during my pregnancy. And she really like guided me through and was like, she was my emotional support system and you know it like I need to like shout her out kind of because yeah no she's really... a love lovely human being love lovely human being yeah but yeah. it just really like I there were just um so many times that I just thought to myself so we moved during my pregnancy right and I just was having a really hard time with that and like experiencing winter for the first time in like four years and 
all kinds of like new transitions entering motherhood. And she really just was like such a, like, I, I wish I could find proper words, but a, a soothing, like, I've never known anyone like her that you speak to her and it's like you become more in tune with your own intuition Mm -hmm. and that is like a priceless thing that I have never experienced with anyone else um and I just it was like so meaningful to have someone that believed in me and believed like I think what I'm trying to say is like her belief in me gave me confidence to follow my own intuition. And, you know, there were times when I thought like, oh my gosh, should I run out? Like, do I need a sonogram? And Zuri was there to be like, well, tap in. Like, is that what you're feeling? Will it make yeah. you feel better? Mm-hmm. Will it make you feel worse? <laughs> you know? And yeah. I, she just uh, really encouraged me to tap into like myself and to listen to my heart and my soul in this journey and I really don't think I could have done it without her she's like you could have but I don't think I could (laughs) oh you 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 could have you could have but it's but at the same time it is it's it's so it's like you said it's so priceless and invaluable to have that sister support like it's so it's so crucial to our psyche yeah well and honestly that in in that you know it was so amazing that Susan was there because in the days like immediately following birth she was literally being a freaking angel she was like doing our laundry cleaning the apartment like you know her and Walker were taking turns feeding me and it just like literally filled my soul. And like, I think every new mother needs that. Yeah. Like, everyone that has just given birth deserves to lay in bed and be fed and have her house cleaned for her. Totally. Just, that is another invaluable thing that just, you know, I couldn't express enough gratitude to like my impromptu birth team for the work that they did you know mm-hmm. uh, yeah and my just this whole time he's never he he never doubted that me and my decisions for a second and he was actually always the first person to be like yeah let's do this you know and just never um what's the word like just never a doubt in his mind that I would I was capable and that women were made for this Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that having his like masculine, like presence to kind of, in a way, protect the space or like uphold the space, like it just, that's something that I can never, you know, um, what's the word? I just feel so safe in his presence and that's just really important. I think in birth and in life. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. But especially if you don't feel safe, like that's not, it's not gonna, I don't think work out as well as it did. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, Yeah, I could not agree with that more. And how old, how old is baby now? Oh my gosh, he's actually eight weeks today. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's so, that's so sweet. Two months. 
I guess eight weeks in a few days. I don't know. I'm in, I'm still sleep deprived. No. <laughs> Girl, I hear you, hear you. And you know, time just kind of time kind of just kind of bends and turns elastic and just is, yeah, it, it just, it's all over the place and it goes. So it's so slow, but it goes by so fast and goes by so slow again. And it's, it's crazy. It's very, like I was saying before the upset, it's very spiralic, especially, especially when you watch your children grow up, but it's, you know, it's beautiful at the same time. Yeah. Uh, It's so amazing to like watch him get bigger and then I'm like no yeah. <laughs> totally <laughs> totally stop, stop. stop. <laughs> for sure oh sky well thank you so much for being here it was it was it was such a pleasure to to talk to you today and such a such an honor and a privilege truly I'm, I'm really blessed and thank you so much for allowing me to record you and to hold space for you I'm so so appreciative of you and so grateful um is there any last parting words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with today oh man <laughs> I should have like feel like I should have thought of something oh it's all good (laughs) it's all good no no pressure definitely and don't neglect your birth prep mamas and women out there don't don't do that I'm not saying to do that (laughs) um but follow your intuition more than anything follow those feelings of for me it starts out oftentimes with a question do I have to do it this way And there's just really something to be said for listening to your heart when you find yourself asking questions like that of the way you know things to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I would just say to listen to your gut more than anything and to follow what will lead you to like having a safe space with safe people mm-hmm. and like safe around you that you you know well and um you know it's not uh it's familiar so it's comfortable and mm-hmm. that's I think a really important thing just to to follow your intuition and to make sure that you're gonna have a safe place awesome Well, thank you so much for that. And yeah, again, thank you so much for coming here today. And yeah, it's so great to connect with you today. You're, you're lovely. You're absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. Honestly, just lit up my soul to be able to share my story. And I'm just so grateful to you for providing a platform for me to do it on. And I'm just so grateful to you. And I hope Mm. that help some ladies out there and yeah I'm just I'm so grateful for this and to you no you're so welcome I'm like about to cry oh my god you're so welcome thank you so much yes you're thank you thank you thank you so much thank you so much for listening storytelling is a profound agent of change one that has the ability to plant seeds of inspiration introspection, and beyond. If you have an empowering birth story that you would like to share on our podcast, please head over to IndieBirth.org forward slash birth warrior to send your submissions. That's IndieBirth.org 
forward slash birth warrior. Hope you have a beautiful week wherever you are in the world. Until next time, friends.